The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Organic Growth Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about growing your business without reliance on paid media. Joining us for Organic Growth Week is Morty Oberstein, who is the new head of communications at SEMrush, which is an online visibility management SaaS platform that has been used by over 7 million marketers worldwide. SEMrush is an all-in-one marketing suite that consists of more than 50 products, tools, and add-ons that help companies market better online. And in addition to being our guest today, SEMrush is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. So far this week, Morty and I have talked about why marketers are reprioritizing organic growth. We talk about what data you need to set your SEO strategy. And yesterday, we talked about the overlap between brand and SEO. Today, we're going to continue the conversation talking about how social media and SEO also overlap. All right, here is the fourth installment of Organic Growth Week with Morty Oberstein, head of communications at SEMrush. Morty, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast and welcome back to Organic Growth Week. Long time no speak. It's been, well, minutes, but we're publishing this content the next day. This is <laughs> going live on Thursday and we've covered a lot of ground talking about not only why SEO is increasingly important and all organic growth strategies, how to set them, what data you need. And yesterday we talked about brand and how there are other signals outside of just what you have on page and how your website functions that impacts how you perform in search. There's also this notion of well, social media. We got into a little bit of a debate yesterday about whether Google looks at social media as a signal to dictate whether you should be ranking or not. There's tons of overlap between what people are doing with content and social media. Also, SEO. Talk to me about where you think the overlaps are. There's a bunch of them. One is repurposing content's an obvious one. The other one is when you're first starting out with trying to build up an organic presence, like organic growth, particularly on Google, is a very long-term game. Using social media as an outlet to get more immediate traction is a great way to get going. But it's also, we talked about um, one of the previous episodes, we talked about that ping, right? Google's sending out a ping and it wants to see what it gets back. Social media is a great way for you to get your content out there. Someone sees it on social media, they link to it, they mention it in a post, whatever it is. That ping that Google sends out gets bigger. The response that gets back off that ping only gets bigger and bigger. 
And social media is a great way to sort of amplify yourself, to get yourself out there. So when Google does send that ping out, it comes back with something. And that can trace back to your site, of course. That to me is really the key here. And when we talk about organic growth, right, we can talk about SEO and content optimization all you want. To me, the center of organic growth is not the search engine optimization, right? The center of organic growth is the content production. I need to create a piece of media. It can be a written piece like a blog post. It can be a podcast. It could be a video. It could be something that has all multiple different types of media. And search engine optimization is a distribution channel in your content strategy. I'm going to take the content I created, and if it's a video, I'm going to transcribe it and take screenshots and write a blog post about it. And I'm going to hope that Google picks that up and likes the signals that I give it and helps share it with their search engine. There's other ways to drive organic growth. I'm going to take that video, that podcast, that blog post that I wrote, and I'm going to share it in social media. I'm going to include hashtags when I tweet it. I'm going to send direct messages to people that I think are influential that are going to read the content, hopefully share it. I'm going to include other people in the production of that content, just like we do, you know, Morty, hopefully you'll share this content with your following because we're creating content specifically with and for you. That's an organic growth strategy that is larger than just SEO. And to me, that's the primary overlap of SEO and organic is that they're both trying to accomplish the same thing, organic growth. Yeah. What you try to do on social media is you try to create a personal relationship with people. Even as a brand, you're trying to create a relationship with your audience. That's a powerful thing. The people are getting front row seat to you. They get to experience you. They get to experience your brand. They get to put a face to your brand. If you have a brand representative, whatever it is, that relationship between you, your site, your company, whatever, is really built very strongly on social media. And that translates over to your site. That translates to building an audience. That translates to that audience sharing your content. That translates to loyalty. That translates into transactions. That translates into having buzz and a presence. And there is a lot to momentum and cadence that I don't think often gets discussed enough. But when you have a certain cadence and momentum, particularly in social media, that sort of seeps out into all the other channels. And it's a great way for you to start getting momentum in new channels that you never thought you'd be able to build organically in. When that could be, by the way, that could be YouTube also. It doesn't be Google search. You know, there's a virtuous cycle here as well, where... When you look at when you create a piece of content, what's the strategy to actually maximize your organic growth, not just your SEO? For me, you can't just rely on only the free stuff. Sure, if I've got a big social following, I use LinkedIn a lot as an example. I've got 8,000 LinkedIn followers. When I interview someone, I create a post on LinkedIn to tell people about the interview and that gets me some visibility, right? It starts to get the momentum, the ball rolling on that post. Now, I can also take that post and I could put it on other social media platforms. I could put it on Twitter and I can actually do some PPC. I can pay to promote that post. Don't use Twitter's promoted post feature for the record. It's not a great product. You basically want to find an audience and run an ad for the piece of content as opposed to just promote it. But that gets more exposure and visibility. And what happens? Well, more people see it, more people like it, more people share it, more people quote it, more people write links to it. And now all of a sudden, I'm getting signals that improve my SEO traffic. So 
there is this blend and overlap between paid and organic and SEO and social media and brand that's really hard to sort of untangle what's doing what when you really get a content strategy moving. It's all one thing. It's all one thing impacts the next thing. You can't build the second thing without having the first thing there. It's really hard to see where they mesh and where they and how they interact to build that momentum and where they interact to build that overall success for you. But it's definitely there. And look, I'm big on organic search, obviously, but you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket. You could have great content and it happens. And Google has talked about this. An update comes out and your page loses rankings. Google will say sometimes, well, yeah, there's a real issue with your site or your page, but sometimes, hey, look, there are just other pages that were better. This page is, it's great, but you know, just not as good. And it's hard to figure that out. It's hard to fix that. Even if you do fix that, sometimes Google won't pick up that fix or reinstate you in your rankings until the next update comes out. So it definitely makes sense to you know, diversify your organic portfolio by going on social as well. At the end of the day, when you think about organic growth, it is not just one channel right? It's not just SEO as a channel. It's multiple different channels. It's your social syndication. It's the relationships that you already have. It's links back to your content that sort of build this virtuous cycle. And that's why, you know, I mentioned before, when we talked about why marketers are reprioritizing organic growth, people are tired of being advertised to. And I think that's honestly my key takeaway is that if you are just straight up selling all the time, everybody's going to tune you out. If you're providing value with content, you're not selling all the time, you're delivering content, and you can use the paid channels as a content distribution vehicle. It's a softer way. It lowers your CPAs. It lowers your cost per impression, cost per exposure. Then you get this sort of self-selection of people that are interested in your content, and those are the people that you actually want to sell to. So Morty, let me ask you, what's the right cadence? What's the right strategy here for building out that organic growth strategy when you're trying to incorporate your brand, your social, your SEO, your organic? Where do you start? So one is obviously understand your audience. I'll offer a general tip because it's so hard to offer specifics without understanding the particular case we're talking about. There's a lot of anxiety when it comes to marketing. Is this going to succeed? Am I going to bring users in? Are they going to convert? And often you'll see people push too much. I'll push it a blog post every day. I'll get tons of organic traffic. I will retweet the same tweet a hundred times. So everybody sees it. And I feel that does it that when you let that anxiety take over, it puts you in a bad spot. If you're pushing out a hundred blog posts a week, how good are those blog posts going to be? And if people see you do that without even reading it, they're going to say, oh, that can't be that great. He pushed out a hundred blog posts this week. How is he possibly writing a hundred blog posts that morning? It's impossible. The same thing with social. Like if you keep pushing it too much and pushing it too much and too quickly, it's going to turn off people. The whole idea of organic, like you mentioned, is it makes people feel like you care about them or you care about the topic or you care about your industry or you care about whatever it is that you're doing. But if you push it too much, then you lose that because then it's not about you caring about your customers or you caring about the industry, you're caring about the topic you're writing about or talking about then it comes off as is you trying to push your own visibility or you trying to push your own content or you trying to push your own site. And once you do that, you lose the benefit of what organic is all about, which is creating that relationship with people. Over self-promotion is a problem in social media. And I think that the key here is to understand that there's a difference between each channel. If you post 27 times a day on LinkedIn, 
probably too much, right? And LinkedIn is honestly not going to show your content. Yeah, they're just going to pull you out. Honestly, we are on the aggressive side in terms of LinkedIn posts, but me and my team publish on my profile once a day because we publish content once a day. And I think that that's aggressive, probably even too much content. But on Twitter, one tweet a day, it's like blowing wind in the ether. It's nothing. Correct. Right. On Twitter, you want to constantly being published because people are taking real time snapshots. I'm looking at a 10 second clip in the world. And so you want to regularly publish content, but you can republish old content. For sure. But not every post should have a link to your own site to it or a link to your content in it. Right. Put out posts that don't have a link in it. Put out posts just talking about something. First off, the algorithms do realize when there's a link in there. But also, look, if every post you put out is just pulling people back to your site, you kind of catch on. But if you're having organic conversations or if you're putting out information and just for the sake of putting out information about the topic or the industry and there's no link in there, people do see that and they do take this. Hey, they're not all about themselves all the time. I think that's an important part is that when you're thinking about social media and content distribution, if you want people to actually engage with you, if you want them to be followers, you need to use the channels for what they're for. Regular conversations when it comes to Twitter. It's not just about self-promotion. It's engaging with the rest of the community. LinkedIn, obviously want to keep things a little bit more professional. Facebook, connecting with people you already have a relationships, communities, and groups. Instagram, videos, Pinterest, images, so on and so forth, right? Each channel has its own nuance. And so when you start to think about trying to cultivate and drive those organic growth channels, you really have to keep in mind what's the purpose of the channel, what's the experience that somebody expects when they're there, and what's the content that's going to resonate with the audience you want to build specifically in that channel. All right, but what do you do for TikTok? Well, obviously dance videos. <laughs> you know, if you're going to create professional dance videos, that's probably your channel. Let's be honest. I, I turned 40 last year. I have no idea what you use TikTok for. <laughs> no clue. But it seems to be pretty popular. I'm sure that there's a way and that there's a type of content that's for it seems to be very video driven. It's ephemeral. It's entertaining content. Honestly, probably if you're thinking about from a professional perspective, more how-to content, right? I would be like, hey, here's how we optimize our podcast. Here's the setting we have on our host or something like that. And just show quick snippets about how to as opposed to long diatribes of professional content, maybe some snapshots of the content. Right. And then fall down a flight of stairs. Or dance videos. Or dance, right. Either are. Anyway, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Morty Oberstein, head of communications at SEMrush. If you'd like to hear more of Morty and SEMrush's tips for building an effective organic growth strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we wrap up Organic Growth Week by talking about if your SEO is working or not. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Morty, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Morty Oberstein. That's M-O-R-D-Y-O-B-E-R-S-T-E-I-N. Or you can visit his company's website. You can go to semrush.com slash MarTech. And since you're a listener of the MarTech podcast, they'll give you a free month of their Guru account, which is the account that I use. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you haven't had a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.